The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are doing the right thing for the future of the team by releasing Leonard Fournette at the beginning of the new league year. More on that and how the team moves forward today on Locked on Bucks. You are Locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs> What's up, Bucks Nation? Welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the 10 Tampa Bay Plus app on your Roku or your Amazon Fire Stick. We thank you, of course, for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison, staff writer for Bucks Game Day, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, and my partner, James Jarko the deputy editor of BucksNation.com, part of SB Nation. Not here today, but he will be here in Indianapolis with me on Wednesday at the 2023 NFL Scouting Combine. Of course, you can always follow us on Twitter. I'm at dharrison82. James is at jarko underscore bucks. And the show is at Locked on Bucks. Draft and free agent running backs whose stock with the Bucks just got a big old boost and potential landing spots for Leonard Fournette as an upcoming free agent running back. All that's coming up. But first, the Buccaneers are making the right decision by cutting veteran running back Leonard Fournette. Uh, look, Leonard Fournette does, has done a lot of good things for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers since he came over after departing uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I remember going back to that time, there were a lot of Bucs fans who didn't really want him, had the perception of him as a locker room cancer uh, and a guy who could potentially tear apart the inner fabric uh, of the team. At the time, we made the argument that if a guy like Leonard Fournette is able to come into the Buccaneers roster and tear apart the roster, the locker room from the inside out, then really the leaders we thought that were on the team, the Mike Evans of, of the groups, uh, players like that, were not the leaders that we thought they were. Now, Leonard Fournette, not saying it was an easy time or even a smooth time all, all of the time, right? That very first season, you go back uh, to to the kind of mid to late point of the regular season, and, and famously now there was that conversation he had to have with Bruce Arians where basically it was, look, dude, you're either going to get with the program or you're going to get out of the program. Leonard Fournette decided to swallow his pride, you know, have faith in the coaches, have faith in the team. R Ronald Jones ends up leaving, you know, the, the game, had some some illnesses, some injuries, what, what have you. There's some kind of question marks around what all went down with that whole situation that we don't need to revisit. But Leonard Fournette comes in for Ronald Jones, turns into playoff Lenny, eventually turns into Lombardi Lenny, you know, regular season Lenny. Like we had all these Lenny versions running around. Uh, really kind of became a cult hero within the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, fan base. And then this past season, really the 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 main guy, like the guy, Rashad White, comes in as a rookie. And the Buccaneers kind of looked at Leonard Fournette to be that bell cow type of running back. At one point, you know, the body started to break down and kind of said, hey, I need a little bit of help. And then there was a little bit of a conflict when Rashad White was getting more burned. Leonard Fournette not ultimately happy with everything going on there. But coming into this offseason, just like we predicted, and just like James put in his cut signer draft show that we did about a week ago today, uh, Leonard Fournette being released by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, he says that he asked to be released. And, you know, and I believe him. I don't think the team's going to refute that at all. But he says that the team is in a rebuild mode and he ain't got time for that. And, and there's a lot of Bucs fans who also look at this Buccaneers squad and says they're also in rebuild mode. Jason Light doesn't necessarily say that they're in a rebuild mode the same way that everybody else is saying it. We'll get more into Jason and head coach Todd Bowles' comments from the NFL Scouting Combine on tomorrow's episode when James uh, is back with me to discuss those. But for now, Leonard Fournette, after the news came out that he's being released, Tom Pelissero of NFL Media was the one who got to break that news. 
he went to Tampa Bay Times, and I don't know if this was prearranged or, or how they worked this out, but either way, talked to Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, who's not here in Indianapolis, but told Rick Stroud, quote, winning is everything. That's all. In my last three years here, that's all we've done. But since my guy Brady left, that's why I came. So my time here is up, end quote. So Leonard Fournette, not you know, not mincing words here. Basically, he looks at this Buccaneers squad and he says, you know what? It was a good time. We made the playoffs a few years in a row. We got a Super Bowl out of it. But this team does not look like a team that is going to carry me or, is, or that I can help uh, take to the postseason. So I don't want to be a part of what's going on. Uh, after that, look, honestly, there was a little bit of buzz on the combine floor after Jason Light got done talking because he was asked uh, near the beginning of his time at the podium about improving the running game from last year's, you know, dead last running attack. And Jason responded, quote, you're always looking to make some upgrades and some changes, whether that's schematic or with personnel. We feel like we do have a good, solid core group where that can happen. Rashad is a good young back that is just scratching the surface of what he can do. We think with Ryan Jensen coming back, that we've got a solid offensive line. We always want to try to upgrade there, end quote. No mention of Leonard Fournette. Later on in the press conference, Jason was asked, outside of Rashad, what do you think you're a running back group? And uh, here's what he said, quote, Keyshawn, I don't think he really has had a fair opportunity to show what he can do and what we know he can do from practice. I think Leonard Fournette still has several years left in him as a three-down back, end quote. If what you notice, when he mentioned Rashad White, he talks about what Rashad White can do for the Bucks on the field. Keyshawn Vaughn, what we see in practice, what we want to see on the playing field. Leonard Fournette, kind of a very sterile comment, and that, that was getting a little bit of traction on the combine floor. And I don't know if maybe that's the reason they decided to go ahead and tell Tom Pelissero, hey, this is going to be a thing that happens because they kind of heard the buzz going and said, you know what, let's get ahead of this uh, before he gets ahead of us. So even though, you know, regardless of how it went down, with that news, the Buccaneers are going to save a little over $3 million dollars uh, in cap space after Fournette's $5 million dead cap number, even though Fournette asked to be cut. You know, let's be real, guys. I mean, there's a reason James predicted him uh, to be a cut in, in, in our cut sign uh, and draft episode. There's a reason I didn't argue with him about it and agreed with him. You know, Rashad White, clearly the better running back all around by the end of the season and for what the Buccaneers uh, were trying to do. And to me, it's a little bit laughable. The fact that Leonard Fournette simultaneously in the same season had to sit down with Rashad White and Keyshawn Vaughn and said, you guys got to do more. I can't do it by myself. And then complained when Rashad White was doing that and then doing it so well that he actually uh, started to get more burn than Leonard Fournette. It's just, it's laughable to me. Uh, you know, look, I never made any any misgivings. I thought Leonard Fournette was just this true team guy, team player. I'm here for the squad. I'm here for what the team needs. Um, but, you know, so this just kind of hammers home uh, that whole thing that he he is not going to be and would not be a good soldier uh, in the battle to help get Kyle Trask to uh, to be the next leader of this franchise. So look, if he doesn't want to be a part of it, hey, kudos to him for saying something, speaking up, and just and being upfront about it. I'll give you uh, that respect as well. So Leonard Leonard Fournette doesn't want to be a part of the Bucks post Brady, uh, but how many teams want to be in the Lenny lottery? That's a big question. And I'm telling you right now, it's five teams. As I see it today, there's five teams that are going to be in the Lenny lottery. Maybe I'll tell you which one of those which those are coming up next here on this episode of Locked On Bucks. And today's episode of Locked On Bucks is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and the calories, then you got to grab yourself a Built Bar. With Built, health can actually be tasty. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come with unbelievable flavors and macros, flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond. Macros, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 
but they pack 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even have to wait around to get your box because for years we've been telling you to go to built.com to get your built bars. But now you can get them at Walmart or Sam's Club. At Walmart, head down to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a four bar box of several delicious flavors. If you're at Sam's Club, get yourself a 13 bar box of some of Built's hit flavors. And of course, if you want to, you can still go to built.com. You can get yourself a box of cookie dough chunk puffs right now. That's our limited release flavor on the website. That's Built Bar at Walmart, Sam's Club, or built.com. Built different. Thanks again for making the Lockdown Bucks podcast first listener, first view every single day. Where is Leonard Fournette going to go? We know he's leaving Tampa Bay. We know he's not going to be a buck anymore. But where does he want to go? Well, if you look at his statements, right, there are some criteria here for where Leonard Fournette is going to want to play next. I think the first criteria is he wants to play for a team that's built to win. He's not interested in making you a winner. He's not interested in building a winner. He wants you to already be a winner or built to win on the cusp of being a winner. And then maybe he'll get you over that cusp over that lip uh then you've got so you obviously have to have cap space uh to be able to afford a veteran running back usually veteran running backs are kind of considered a luxury deal so you're talking about teams that maybe are that veteran running back away from being serious contenders uh, and then of course you have to have a need at the position but if you already have that veteran running back or you have a young running back that you uh, feel very confident and maybe you don't need leonard fournette so those are three criteria we're looking at you know teams that are built to win had the cap space to afford afford a veteran uh, running back because uh, again Leonard Fournette was scheduled to make eight you know eight point three eight eight and a half million dollars something like that he's not coming in for three million dollars I think honestly anything less than six million he's not even going to talk to you so that's just kind of the way that I see this going down so you got to have that cap space and then you again you have to have a need for a running back um, and oh by the way we have one of the most talented running back draft classes coming out uh, in a long time so that's going to kind of muddy up the waters for Leonard uh, as well so. Right off the bat, you got 32 NFL teams. You eliminate the Bucks. You eliminate the Jaguars. So you're already down to 30 teams before we even get into these criteria. But when you look at teams that are built to win, I think you automatically eliminate the non-playoff teams who also don't look like they're close to becoming a serious com- contender. So I'm talking about like the Houston Texans, right? Like those guys obviously uh, are, are out of the mix here because there's no way Leonard Fournette says I want to leave Tampa because I'm not. I'm, I want to win, but then you go to Houston. Like that's just that's just not going to be a thing. Um, and we're also talking about teams that maybe, you know, if they had losing records, it wasn't because they earned them. It was because of some injury that, you know, is going to come back, some major loss that they're going to recoup uh, in the coming season uh, as well. So those are kind of the situations that I added in their teams without a solution at quarterback. And that's where things are going to get a little bit interesting in this conversation. Remember, we're talking about the teams as they stand today. I'm not going to go through and predict the entire offseason for 32 NFL teams. So we're just talking about how they stand today so using those criteria right teams that were non-playoff teams teams that don't appear close to being playoff contenders let alone championship contenders and teams without a clear path ahead at the quarterback position you eliminate the jets the patriots the broncos the raiders the browns colts texans commanders giants rams cardinals packers bears panthers saints and falcons a lot of those teams it's a quarterback situation jets don't have a clear quarterback patriots apparently they don't like mac jones Broncos, they got a quarterback, but he didn't do very well. And it's not like they had some major injury that they're getting back this year. Um, you know, the Sean Payton's big. They've got some draft capital, granted, stuff like that. Raiders, no quarterback. The, the Cleveland Browns, they've got a quarterback. They have Nick Chubb, but they still didn't look all that hot. I put them in the category of they kind of earned their record. They don't look like they're ready to take that next step. Colts, no quarterback. Texans are going to have a rookie. Commanders, 
Sam Howell is still a question mark, even though there's a lot of optimism. Giants, Giants might be the team you can argue with me with because they were a playoff team. Every report says they're not letting Daniel Jones out the building. I don't really believe in Daniel Jones. Maybe that's a little bit of me just not liking uh, the Giants overall. The Rams, I think, have a lot of question marks. Cardinals, obviously. Packers, no Aaron Rodgers, but we don't know who it's going to be. The Bears, who may or may not be trading Justin Fields. Panthers, no quarterback. Saints, Falcons still don't have an established quarterback. So some of those teams, look, they may qualify later on, too. Like, you're going to look at the Colts and say, well, they have Jonathan Taylor. They wouldn't want to sign him anyway. And I agree. But this first criteria level is where they got eliminated just because it's the first one that we looked at. Not saying they wouldn't have gotten eliminated somewhere else anyway. So that eliminates 16 more teams. So now we're already down to 14 teams. We've gone through one criteria measurement, and we're already down to below half the league. So we've got 14 potential options of what I'm going to call running back bachelor uh, here. Second criteria, cap space. So you got to have the money to afford a luxury item like a veteran running back and one who's going to want, like I said, I predict $6 million uh, or more. So of the remaining team, you're looking for solid cap situations because they're not they're not just going to say, okay, we'll sign Lenny and that's it. They're going to want other things. They got to pay their draft class, re-sign some players. So if you're looking for that measurement, I'm going to draw the line right now at the league average for cap space, which is only $9 million. So if you have less than $9 million, I'm taking you off this list because of uh, those, those criteria. So if we use that barometer on those 14 remaining teams who can win now uh, and potentially may have a need, we haven't gotten there yet, we eliminate the Niners, the Eagles, the Steelers, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Dolphins, the Bills, the Chargers, and the Vikings. A lot of those teams, not only are they under the $9 million threshold, they're actually in the negatives in salary cap space. So we eliminate those teams because, again, if you're in the negatives or you're low cap space, not really an ideal situation to be trying to pay a veteran running back, uh, especially, again, in a very deep draft class where you could get guys that could provide you some, some, some juice uh, and some reinforcements without having to pay a $6 million price tag. So getting rid of those teams, we're now down to five. We have five teams left that look like they're ready to be contenders today, at least playoff contenders and serious playoff contenders, and have the cap space to afford a luxury item like a veteran running back. Those five teams are in order from least amount of cap space right now to most amount of cap space the Tennessee Titans, the Detroit Lions, the Seattle Seahawks, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Cincinnati Bengals. And even those teams have some caveats. Like the Seattle Seahawks with Geno Smith, the assumption is he's not going anywhere. If that changes for some reason, that obviously changes the status of the Seattle Seahawks. The Baltimore Ravens, I'm assuming they don't let Lamar Jackson out. So if that doesn't happen, then obviously that changes their status. The Tennessee Titans, uh, they're, they're you know, a playoff contender-ish. A lot of people kind of look at them like maybe they're in a rebuild. If they're in a rebuild and they are talking about maybe trading Derrick Henry to get some draft capital, then you can take them off the list as well. But as it stands today, these are teams that were either on the cusp of competing for playoff spots or they're in the playoffs, or they do look like some of those teams that look maybe they're a piece or two away from being a serious threat uh, in the only professional league that can boast parity up and down uh, the National Football League. So those are your five teams. Now you got to look at need. Right. So we have those five teams. They meet the cap criteria. They meet the the build the built to win today, possibly criteria. Do they meet the need at running back? Well, the Tennessee Titans, their top two running backs currently under contract for 2023, Derrick Henry and Hassan Haskins. The Detroit Lions, DeAndre Swift and Craig Reynolds, the Seattle Seahawks, Kenneth Walker the third and DJ Dallas, the Baltimore Ravens, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, and the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Mixon and Chris Evans, but there is a wild card factor in this race. 
Leonard Fournette doesn't want to be a bench player. Leonard Fournette doesn't want to be a role player. Leonard Fournette wants to be the guy. He wants to be the running back for an NFL team, as evidenced by his telling Rashad White, you got to do better. You got to do more. I can't do it by myself. And then when Rashad White did better and did more, Leonard got mad because it was taken away from Leonard's touches. Leonard Fournette wants touches. He wants to be a contributor. He doesn't want to just be on a Super Bowl winning team. He wants to be a reason a team wins a Super Bowl. So with that in mind, here are my power rankings for teams that could possibly land Leonard Fournette. The first team in my power ranking, the Detroit Lions. They got DeAndre Swift. He's clearly not a number one running back. Jamal Williams had to come in and do a lot. They've got the cap space. They were a playoff contender. So I think they're a team that kind of fits that bill and relying on a guy like Leonard Fournette to help Jared Goff and the rest of that offense with the draft picks they have coming up could be successful. The Seattle Seahawks, again, Geno Smith is a big question mark. You pair him with Kenneth Walker the third. him and DJ Dallas kind of come in there and play a supplemental role. Maybe you take some pressure off of Geno and you get yourself to the playoffs and you do some winning. The Cincinnati Bengals, James tells me that he believes the Cincinnati Bengals are going to move on from Joe Mixon. Personally, I don't view Leonard Fournette as an upgrade over Joe Mixon. So I think if you move on from Joe, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to replace him with Leonard. But if anything, maybe he's just cheaper. Again, the Bengals have plenty of cap space uh, relative to the rest of these teams. So I don't know that that's a huge motivator. But look, if Joe Mixon might be leaving, the Bengals might move up to number one on my list. Baltimore Ravens are fourth. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards are a solid duo. There are some injury concerns there. Personally, I would still go through the draft. I wouldn't sign a guy like Leonard but they might just do it anyway, help out Lamar Jackson. Then number five is the Tennessee Titans. And again, some things can change here, guys. You know what I mean? The Jets get a quarterback, and all of a sudden, their 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 prospects kind of stand up a little bit, but also does their salary cap situation measure up. So those are my five. Again, the top five teams that I view getting Leonard Fournette, possibly getting Leonard Fournette based off of his own statements, kind of what he's looking for and what they have available. Number one, the Lions. Second, the Seahawks. Third, the Bengals. Fourth, the Ravens. Fifth, the Titans, of course, all Buccaneers fans are going to hope that Leonard Fournette never wins another Super Bowl in his entire career. With Lenny leaving, the Buccaneers clearly need to address the running back position in the coming months. And we're not talking seventh round draft picks here anymore. We're talking about day two guys, free agents. I'm going to give you eight guys to keep your eye on on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Final segment of Locked On Bucks today here in Indianapolis for the 2023 NFL Scouting Combine. So you can see my my luxurious hotel studio that I've got set up here for you. So just bear with me while we're uh, while we're here this week. We're now going to talk options to replace Leonard Fournette for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, Rashad White. Now he's your clear number one running back. I think everybody's gonna expect a lot of work out of him. Keyshawn Vaughn. He again, he's flashed here and there. Right. I don't know how much confidence they really have in him. Could he be the number two guy? Sure, he absolutely could be. But that's not going to be the end of your running back stable. They're going to bring in more guys. And I think we're going to start in the NFL draft. Again, you got a very deep running back group here at the NFL Scouting Combine, and they will be at the 2023 NFL draft as well. And starting with some day two, some day three, look, I don't think Bijan Robinson in the first round is a realistic uh, target for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that's way too much of a luxury uh, in, in this team situation. You need to look tackle, you got to look guard. Uh, you know, there's conversations. You know, Jason talked a little bit about maybe moving. Tristan Wirfs, the left tackle, you go get yourself a right tackle, and maybe you can make that kind of thing happen. So getting past Bijan Robinson, here are some names to keep an eye on. Zach Charbonnet, Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA. Good power runner. He's got good, he's got good power, uh, good vision, good contact balance through the hole, can run between the tackles. Uh, a guy that UCLA leaned on heavily, and he stepped up to the job. So I think Zach Charbonnet has to be on your list if you're the Buccaneers. 
Tank Bisbee, Bigsby, not just because of the name, but because of the player out of Auburn. Again, a good, strong runner between the tackles type. So you have Rashad White, who's kind of more your zone run type of guy. You bring in a guy like Tank or Zach Charbonnet to bring more of your, your gap scheme uh, type of runner. And then you look at other guys too. Like maybe maybe the Buccaneers want to go a little bit different. Maybe we want to go a faster, more athletic route. Maybe complement Rashad White with another fast type of, of player, shifty type of speed guy. Chase Brown out of Illinois is a guy that comes to mind more like a Rashad White type of player. Uh, almost makes Rashad White maybe even your, your power runner, at least in his rookie season. And then you use Chase Brown uh, as more of a you know Raheem Mostert type. I think I've seen a draft profile where they kind of do a comp of Raheem Mostert. So you kind of it's it's a little bit of the similar type of back, but now you got two of them and you can do multiple things with those guys and get creative if you're Dave Canales. And then Kenny McIntosh out of Georgia. I think he's kind of a blend of it all. He's got a little bit of power, a little bit of speed. He can do some zone, do some gap, do some some catching. Um, I think blocking is going to be a question mark for him. Um, but you know, he's kind of a blend of all this. So those are four draft targets. You know, there's a lot of good running backs in this group, but Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA, Tank Bigsby out of Auburn, Chase Brown out of Illinois, and, and Kenny McIntosh out of Georgia. But Jason Light did say on Tuesday at the NFL Scouting Combine, the Buccaneers aren't just going to be stagnant in the free agent market. They are still going to go look to spend some money. We keep telling you guys, salary cap, yeah, it's a little bit tricky, but they're not dead in the water. They're not just flat broke and can't spend any money, but they do have to be a little bit smart in how they're going to shop around. So here's some options. The most expensive one, Jamal Williams, former Detroit Lions, uh, well, upcoming Detroit Lions free agent. If he hits free agency, former Green Bay Packers running back, uh, was a guy that the Detroit Lions turned to when DeAndre Swift was battling some injuries. Spot track values him probably around $4.1 million. I don't know if I would call that bargain per se, but it's less than $8 million that Leonard Fournette was going to cost you. Um, so it's certainly less money than you already had invested. They are going to save about three and a half. So you lose that savings, tack on about a million. Um, you know, so. Uh, I don't know how much of the bar you're talking like the top of the bargain bin here. If we dig deeper in the in the bargain bin, you've got other guys like Deontay Foreman, $3.1 million. It's his valuation. And then two guys with $3 million valuation, Samaje Pirine and James Robinson. When I mentioned Samaje Pirine to James on the phone, he was very excited about that. He's he's gotten to know him a little bit covering Cincinnati Bengals uh, this last season or helping all Bengals for uh, SI's fan nation cover the Bengals. And he would be very happy to see the Buccaneers bring in a guy like Samaji Pirine as a uh, complimentary player to Rashad White. You still keep Keyshawn Vaughn. Look, maybe you do a combination, man. Maybe you sign Samaji Pirine for $3 million. Maybe you draft Ke you know, Kenny McIntosh in the fourth or the fifth round. You bring in Rashad White, McIntosh, P uh, Pirine. And you tell Keyshawn Vaughn, look, bro, you got to go take your spot. You know what I mean? You got to go get it and uh, go secure it. So but, uh, that's kind of our deep dive into – the news that Leonard Fournette is leaving, which five teams, I really do think it's just down to five teams. Now, again, as things kind of move and shake and, you know, maybe a team opens up some cap space, the guy gets quarterback, those things can certainly shift. But as the NFL landscape stands today, those five teams are where I think he has the best chance of going. And then I gave you eight possible replacements for Leonard Fournette as the backup running back to Rashad White. Thank you again for hanging out with me during that conversation. Drop your comments in. Let me know what you think of the options, the projections, the potential, um, and certainly we'll look through those uh, as we can. So, again, thank you for making the Locked On Books podcast. First listener, first view of the day. For your second, check out Locked On NFL Draft. Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez provide in-depth coverage of the biggest and the best NFL draft prospects with deep dives into the sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise. Find Locked On NFL Draft wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, 
We will be back. James and I are going to be here in Indianapolis tomorrow. Once he gets home, we will record an episode for you guys, our Wednesday episode. So stay tuned for that. If you've got reactions to today's topics or anything else you want to talk about, drop them in to the Locked on Bucks podcast at gmail.com inbox or on Twitter at Locked on Bucks. Hit up the DMs. For James Yarko, I'm David Harris. Until we speak again, check out everything that we're writing for BucksNation.com and for BucksGameDay.com. Find us on Twitter at dharrison82 at jr-bucks and at LockedOnBucks. If you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. Fire the cannons. And thank you so much for joining me right here on Locked On Bucks.